This is an emergency broadcast of the Uncovering Anomalies podcast. This is not a drill. Remove any children and pets from your home and go to your nearest shelter. Remember to at all times listen to the Uncovering Anomalies podcast. And whatever you do, do not under any circumstances, trust what you see. Start with, with some fun bits you sent since, uh, uh, yes, we are recording. All right. Oh, look at that. Look at that banner. See? There it is. Now. Yeah, we're on YouTube now. Look at that. We're on YouTube. Uh, maybe temporarily. Not sure. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Especially after today's show, since it is the anniversary of 9-11, right? Yes. Uh, technically, it's tomorrow, but... Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, we decided to do a deep dive on 9-11 because it is the, I don't know how many years, anniversary of that. 22? 22 years. Terrible, terrible day. Yeah, I mean, it's not funny, but we are going to have some uh, some comedy in the beginning, you know, because that's the best way really to to convey some messages, right? Or a lot of messages that are disturbing. A great way is to be funny about it, right? Yeah, and, then, and just try and keep the mood as light as possible because this is not a light topic. No, all. it's not. Not at all. Not at all. And um, I'm going to get rid of this uh, ticker. Oh, wait. Do you want to, do you want to introduce the show? Yeah, but I kind of think you should keep the ticker. Oh, all right. Let's keep yeah, it. Okay, I so like, the reason I like why. It. It the reason why we're the like, ticker. It, yeah. it makes us look like we're like official and legit. We're getting there. We're, I think we're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so this is the Uncovering Anomalies podcast. Yeah. Uh, as always, I'm joined by my co-host. I want to believe Adam. I think I'm going to change change that to kiss the mic, Adam. How about that? Kiss. Well, it, <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. You know. No, you I'm do kidding. You. I'm kidding. No, I'm you just do, kidding. You do you, man. Um, and I am a tip top goatee Topher. I like tip top goatee. Yeah, I like that. So I've got a uh, it, right now, but I'm I'm thinking about shaving it. I want to do a Fu Manchu. Unfortunately, yeah. my mustache doesn't fully connect with my chin hair. Oh, just like me, huh? Genetic, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, we we should have got better grandparents. <laughs> I know, I know. Our genes are just way too mixed up. I'm just uh, kidding. Love, love our grandparents. <laughs> Of course. Um, and do you have a Louis? Yeah, we've got a, we've got a lot of DNA in our blood, man. Yeah, we do. Uh, yeah. yeah, a lot. I mean, pretty much everything is like a little things missing there. But I mean, we're like uh, we're total global citizens, as they call it. Yes, absolutely. Um, man, we have a lot to get to. The 9-11 stuff alone, you know, there's just so much to get through. And I'm sure we'll just, we'll just gloss over and then there's a lot of the UFO stuff to get get to. So I don't know if we're going to get to everything. Um, we'll you know, do our no best. Really, yeah, we'll do our best. No one's really it'll, it'll probably be another long episode like last week. but And, you know, it'll be really fun to edit, and I'll be doing it for the rest of the day. <laughs> but then, that's fine. That, yeah, that's and, why we're here. We like yeah, to do this. Exactly. We're, we're, we're dedicated. We're dedicated to this. We're dedicated to the audience. Uh, we're dedicated to uncovering anomalies right yeah uh-huh. absolutely uh, so let's start with something you sent me uh that has to do with 9-11 but not really but it's an aftermath of 9-11 that we're all uh, um i guess annoyed of so this is one of our favorite channels this is aj <laughs> there's heckle 
<laughs> yeah, this is the 9-11 aftermath humor. Yes, that's what's play. And the airport was buzzing. These were the days before full body scanners. And Remove your laptops, tablets, and place them in their own dirty plastic tray that's still wet from the last guy for some reason. Right. <laughs> your shoes and remove any lotions, creams, and gels, and place your personal items in another dirty plastic tray. <laughs> if there are no trays available, please fight over them. And <laughs> say, take bets to see how angry we can make you. If you become violent in three minutes or less, I win 20 bucks. <laughs> Step forward and have your rights completely trampled by an angry middle-aged man in a blue shirt. Once you step through our x-ray machine that may or may not cause cancer, we may decide to put on plastic gloves and fondle you in front of a group of strangers. This is what we in the TSA call the cherry on top. <laughs> you good? <laughs> Dude. Oh, oh man, I love Hecklefish cool. so much. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's so funny. What a character. What a character. Well, there's another one. I don't know if you've ever seen this. It's called 9-11, The Truth in Five Minutes. It's also humorous um, about a subject that's not funny. But here, I don't know if you... Uh, maybe you have. Maybe you have. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I have, but let's, yeah. let's give it a listen. It's an, it's an important one, I think, if we're going to delve into this topic. On the morning of September 11, 2001, 19 men armed with box cutters directed by a man on dialysis in a cave fortress halfway around the world using a satellite phone and a laptop directed the most sophisticated penetration of the most heavily defended airspace in the world. Overpowering the passengers and the military combat trained pilots on four commercial aircraft before flying those planes wildly off course for over an hour without being molested by a single fighter interceptor. These 19 hijackers, devout religious fundamentalists who like to drink alcohol, snort cocaine, and live with pink-haired strippers, managed to knock down three buildings with two planes in New York. While in Washington, a pilot who couldn't handle a single-engine Cessna was able to fly a 757 in an 8,000-foot descending 270-degree corkscrew turn to come exactly level with the ground, hitting the Pentagon in the budget analyst office where DOD staffers were working on the mystery of the $2.3 trillion that Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld had announced missing from the Pentagon's coffers in a press conference the day before, on September 10th. 2001. Luckily, the news anchors knew who did it within minutes. Osama bin Laden. The pundits knew within hours. Osama bin Laden. The administration knew within the day. Terrorists who committed these acts and those who harbor them. And the evidence literally fell into the FBI's lap. That a hijacker's passport was found blocks from the World Trade Center crash site, if you can believe that. But for some reason, a bunch of crazy conspiracy theorists demanded an investigation into the greatest attack on American soil in history. That investigation was delayed, underfunded, set up to fail, a conflict of interest, and a cover-up from start to finish. It was based on testimony extracted through torture, the records of which were destroyed. It failed to mention the existence of WTC-7, Able Danger, P-TECH, Sibel Edmonds, OBL and the CIA, and the drills of hijacked aircraft being flown into buildings that were being simulated at the precise same time that those events were actually happening. It was lied to by the Pentagon, the CIA, the Bush administration, and as for Bush and Cheney, well, no one knows what they told it because they testified in secret, off the record, not under oath, and behind closed doors. It didn't bother to look at who funded the attacks because that question is ultimately of little practical significance. 
Still, the 9-11 Commission did brilliantly answering all of the questions the public had, except most of the victim's family members' questions, and pinned blame on all the people responsible, although no one so much as lost their job, determining the attacks were failure of imagination. Because... Nobody in our government, at least, and I don't think the prior government that could envision flying airplanes into buildings. Except the Pentagon, <laughs> FEMA, NORAD, and the NRO. The DIA destroyed 2.5 terabytes of data on able danger, but that's okay because it probably wasn't important. The SEC destroyed their records on the investigation into the insider trading before the attacks, but that's okay because destroying the records of the largest investigation in SEC history is just part of routine record keeping. NIST has classified the data that they used for their model of WTC7's collapse, but that's okay because knowing how they made their model of the collapse would jeopardize public safety. <laughs> the FBI has argued that all material related to their investigation of 9-11 should be kept secret from the public, but that's okay because the FBI probably has nothing to hide. This man never existed, nor is anything he had to say worthy of your attention, and if you say otherwise, you are a paranoid conspiracy theorist and deserve to be shunned by all of humanity. Likewise him, 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 and her. And her, and her, and him. Osama bin Laden lived in a cave fortress in the hills of Afghanistan, but somehow got away. Then he was hiding out in Tora Bora, but somehow got away. Then he lived in Abbottabad for years, taunting the most comprehensive intelligence dragnet employing the most sophisticated technology in the history of the world for a decade, releasing video after video with complete impunity and getting younger and younger as he did so, before finally being found in a daring SEAL team raid which wasn't recorded on video, in which he didn't resist or use his wife as a human shield, and in which these crack special forces operatives panicked and killed this unarmed man, supposedly the best source of intelligence about those dastardly terrorists on the entire planet. Then they dumped his body in the ocean before telling anyone about it. Then a couple dozen of that team's members died in a helicopter crash in Afghanistan. This is the story of 9-11, brought to you by the media which told you the hard truths about His head could be seen to move violently forward. And They took the babies out of incubators. And Mobile production facilities. And The rescue of Jessica Lynch. If you have any questions about this story, you are a batshit, paranoid, tinfoil, dog-abusing baby hater, and will be reviled by everyone. If you love your country and or freedom, happiness, rainbows, rock and roll, puppy dogs, apple pie, and your grandma, you will never ever express doubts about any part of this story to anyone. Ever. <laughs> this has been a public service Brilliant. announcement by the friends of the FBI, CIA, NSA, DIA, SEC, MSM, White House, NIST, and the 9-11 Commission. That's actually, you know, I, I thought I'd seen that, but I, I, I hadn't. That's... Ignorance is a, strength. Ignorance yeah. is strength. <laughs> That's yeah, James that's Corbett. Yeah, I, th I mean that's a pretty wild video. I mean, you remember the like how patriotic the country was after nine oh, eleven. Yeah. I mean, Big and time. you couldn't, you really couldn't question anything because you'd be no. called a nut. I mean, we're yeah. finally uh, far enough away from the event where you can people are starting to ask questions, and everything mm -hmm. that's brought up in that video, is, you know, is a really valid point. Yeah, and you know he he uses comedy. Because that's a great way of, you know, raising our awareness and talking about something that's disturbing. Our um, our defenses are lowered, right? And we can allow information to come in. And, yeah, it just makes a mockery of the entire thing. Because it yeah. is ridiculous, as because usual. Just like COVID is ridiculous, you know. It, none of it really makes any sense. Any of no, it. it doesn't. And even to this day, it's, it's so weird, Topher. Uh, people still don't know what the hell happened, and they're still talking about it. You know, it really is a weird thing. You sent me this um, CIA didn't share info about 9 11 hijackers. This is a, a big topic. Um, I mean, a, a general topic about like the excuse, like why we got a D Department of Homeland Security that the 
we were seeing that the different departments within our government are not we're not sharing um, information. Well, so, I, I think kind of notoriously the FBI and the CIA don't like to work together. Yeah, and they do compete, right? And they spy against each other too. Yeah. So, but you know, we created this monstrosity of a bureaucracy after 9-11 right dhs department of homeland mm-hmm. security that's supposed to oversee all these guys and what are they doing now it's just like the whole border stuff isn't it which they leave open i mean yeah yeah i actually just, this is gonna completely derail our thing but did you see that the mayor of uh new york city was complaining about the um i uh, did <laughs> the yeah. migrants that are that are moving in it's gonna destroy this city yeah we've been saying for like what three years everyone like it's gonna well, destroy and, this country and nyc is technically a sanctuary city they asked for this it's so and, funny and now they're now they're complaining about it anyway Especially but, him. yeah he's quoted saying that right that we are a yeah. sanctuary city we'll never you know and uh, so they get they get ship migrants um or immigrants i don't know anyway and and then he complains about it. But let's get back to 9-11. Man, I mean, the thing is, there's so many documentaries that are so long. But I guess we should go into, like, what these documentaries say. So another one from Corbett is called 9-11 Trillions. He's like, you know, we could argue all day about why it happened, how it happened. But, you know, the best way, and and, and this is uh, a well-known saying, right? Koi Bono, what? Uh, like, follow the you, money. You, benefits Qu- yeah. bono. who benefits Quibono, who benefits who benefits right um and that's what this documentary is it's really great it's called 911 trillions i mean what should i randomly choose like what he's uh you know it's really hard well, to I, the guy who had the lease on the building took out a huge yeah, he's right there. Oh, insurance policy like 2 days before 911 happened and made billions off of it silverstein yeah he made there he is right there so he's one of the first ones i guess in the documentary um, here, individual real estate investors. Silverstein Properties only put down $14 million of its own money. The deal was unusual in a variety of ways. Although the Port Authority carried only $1.5 billion of insurance coverage on the WTC complex, which earlier that year had been valued at $1.2 billion, Silverstein had insisted on doubling that amount, insuring the buildings for $3.55 billion. Silverstein's insurance broker struggled to put that much coverage in place and ultimately had to split it among 25 dealers. The negotiations were so involved that only temporary contracts were in place for the insurance at the time the lease was signed, and by September the contracts were still being finalized. Silverstein's group was also explicitly given the right to rebuild the structures if they were destroyed, and even to expand the amount of retail space on the site if rebuilding did take place. Within hours of the destruction of the Twin Towers on September 11th, Silverstein was on the phone to his lawyers, trying to determine if his insurance policies could construe the attacks as two separate insurable incidents rather than one. Silverstein spent years in the courts attempting to win $7.1 billion from his $3.55 billion insurance policy, and in 2007 walked away with $4.55 billion, the largest single insurance settlement ever. (laughs) Largest... Insurance settlement ever four point five billion dollars. Can you imagine? You watch these two well, three buildings collapse. Yeah, and you're on the phone with your lawyers, negotiating to make more money because two planes hit instead of one. I mean, I mean, good God, these people are evil. 
so evil and i remember um he there's a there's there's a clip of him of, he's, he's giving a presentation to silverstein and he's saying that how he won in court right um but they couldn't collect the insurance companies are like screw that we're not paying he calls the governor of new york i forget which one it was pataki or something maybe not it was anyway it was i have no i have no recollection he forced the insurance companies to pay him so it's like it's a complete like a mob the way they act you know it really, it really it, was like terrorists and why they're so just worried about the money anyway yeah, yeah. so much involved with this so much and so many documentaries um corbett has a quick one of the dancing israelis you've heard of that right i i have um I, i've i've only ever heard of it because every video that explains this gets scrubbed from the internet super quick and but, yeah. that's the reason why we're on bit shoot <laughs> yeah yeah if you yeah, haven't the, noticed the dancing israelis do you want to do you want to um explain that video or sum it up really quick I and mean, we, we can play yeah. the clip but just i mean because i think a lot, i think yeah. a lot of people don't know about the dancing israelis no and and it's crazy because they, they say there was there was dancing arabs which is a complete deflection you know that that they use that a lot if you if you if you say this online you will have a bunch of trolls and bot accounts that say no those were arabs blah 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 but that's been really debunked because it was an older clip of palestinians dancing or something for something else but but some um, of but anyway but yeah but the dancing israelis basically are five israelis that were uh that witnesses saw setting up their cameras uh before the attacks right and then they were recording the attacks and then they were witnessed dancing or giving high fives when the towers fell. And witnesses called in police. Police found them on some bridge. Immediately they said, these guys, like, we are not your enemy. No, we are not your problem. The Palestinians are your problem. You know, it may, like, and the cops were like, okay, but you have weapons and, and, and bombs and, uh, and money. We're taking you in anyway. Uh, so they got, they got taken in and interrogated. They failed uh, lie detector tests. And then, of course, they pull strings to get them deported. And who is it? Michael Chertoff, you know, who's, who was the first head of the DHS. This is before DHS was formed. Um, that, that Epstein lawyer, what's his name? He came in and he got them deported to Israel with no charges. Um, Dershowitz. Dershowitz was one of the lawyers, too, that came in and got them released. But, yeah, so... But this came out because there was FBI documents that were FOIAed and that were due to be released, and they released the uh, the files, and that's when this video came out. So we can press play. What do you think? Should we press play? Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Okay. Some evil is just it can't be explained. Are the are these people happy? Are they are they joyous no. now? Are they celebrating? Oh, absolutely, they're Thank celebrating. God. There's one report. I, this has not been confirmed, but there's several reports that there was a, a, a cell, one of these cells across the Hudson River. And they got on the, this is the report. I emphasize, I don't know this for a fact, but there's several witnesses who say this happened. They got on the roof of the building to look across. They knew what was going to happen. Yeah. They were waiting for it to happen. And when it happened, they celebrated. They, they jumped for joy. In the days after 9-11, while Ground Zero continued to smolder, millions heard Dan Rather and various media outlets repeat vague and unconfirmed reports of arrests that took place that day. These rumors held that Middle Eastern men, presumably Arabs, were arrested in explosive-packed vans in various places around the city on September 11th, 
and that some had even been photographing and celebrating those events. What most do not realize is that those reports were not mere rumors, and we now have thousands of pages of FBI, CIA, and DOJ reports documenting those arrests. My binoculars, and I could see the towers from my window, and this is where I, you know, I'm looking, and all of a sudden, down there, I see this van park, and I see three guys on top of the van, and I could see that they were like happy, you know, they 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 were they didn't look shocked to me, you know, they didn't look shocked. The men were spotted shortly after 8:46 a.m. Yet somehow, at this early stage. Just minutes after the first plane strike on the World Trade Center, they were already positioned in a parking lot in Liberty State Park, taking pictures of the towers and celebrating. They left the scene shortly after being spotted, and at 3.31 p.m., the FBI issued an all-points bulletin advising officers in the greater New York area to be on the lookout for a white 2000 Chevrolet van with urban moving system sign on back. At 3.56 p.m., The van was spotted traveling eastward on State Route 3 in New Jersey and pulled over by Officer Scott DiCarlo and Sergeant Dennis Rivelli of the East Rutherford Police Department. Inside, they found five men. Sivan Kurzberg and his brother Paul, Yaron Schmel, Odette Elner, and Omar Marmari. A major terrorist manhunt began, and just six hours after the attack, the van was stopped at a roadblock by patrolman Scott DiCarlo. We were asked to detain the van and the passengers. They were just removed from the vehicle, patted down for safety precaution, and, uh, you know, detained. 911 call at 410 Park. I think once the uh, FBI arrived, one of them stated that they were on our side. There's something to that effect. According to the police report of the incident, Sivan Kurzberg told Officer DiCarlo, We are Israeli. We are not your problem. Your problems are our problems. The Palestinians are the problem. <laughs> of course, they're gonna say that. So they give it. They give it away. You know, when they start, when these things happen. Like these, these are small but very important, like quotes, because um, it happens yeah. right at when this is happening, right? And what, what the agenda is, you can tell. Um, yeah, absolutely. It, it's 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 scary, man. And we're still, you know, in bed with these people. That's what you know makes me the most frustrated. Yeah, and and I mean, the the whole. How, how long are we gonna let? I'm I'm not calling for violence. How long are we gonna let Israel get away with all the shit that they do? I mean, it's a complicated issue, right? It, it, it it's definitely complicated, but it it's just very complicated. It's it's so frustrated that we're so close, you know, with this country, it's so intertwined with them, yeah. yeah, and like like married to them, like it's just, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and they've done that over the years. I think nine eleven was one of the ones. I mean, there's a lot of things, but I think nine eleven was the really big one that that um, binded both countries, you know. Yeah, uh, definitely, it definitely feels that way. I mean, yeah. so, something. I, I, 9-11 is obviously a super complicated issue, but I think it's right. even more, more complicated than a, anyone can imagine. I mean, you and I have talked about this, you know, outside of the podcast, but, you know, like, I, I don't know. None of this, none of it adds up to what the world is today. You know what it I mean? It doesn't add up. And, you know, and, and I just want to say, like, an an ideology is is not a a race, Okay. 
uh, people that are Zionists are seeing, there's even Arab Zionists, there's Lebanese Zionists, okay, that believe that Jews should rule um, Palestine and even that area that they, they historically have, you know. So we're not against like any race we're not racist obviously right but and it's an ideology and it's obviously powerful and we've and we, influential um we've said this on the show before we don't dislike jewish people it's not about not. being against jewish people but the israeli government and the american government and the american government yeah purely evil i mean there's the zionism even masons freemasons who started this country are essentially zionists it's yeah. in their ideology, right? They talk about Solomon's temple. They talk about so this is nothing crazy. These are these are facts, you know. We're not talking about we're not making this stuff up, and we're not anti anyone. You know, we can be anti ideologies, right? We can be mm-hmm. anti communist. We can be anti Bolshevik. We can be so well, I can be anti Zionist without being racist because it, it it go it, it has nothing to do with race. I'm anti Hollywoodist. Um, <laughs> Right, but you know, it can, it can even go back to there, right? With predictive programming. Yeah, um, this is another long documentary. It's called 9-11, Israel's Great it's, Game." It's, you know, it's a good documentary, though. Yeah, there's architects for engineers. If you just want to go through the the, the, the technical part of of nine eleven, of basically the the story that's been that's been told to us that you know these are just fires and it uh, and melted steel and just collapsed, right? So. These are engineers and scientists that go, wait a minute, and say, no, that's not how it works. Right. Um, so it's, a huge, it's an organization called Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. Um, they have great documentaries, too. We can play a quick clip. Yeah, let's play a quick, quick okay. clip. Quick clip. It's hard uh, to say. Fire protection, metallurgy, as well as physicists, explosives experts, and demolition technicians. If we believe that fires brought down the World Trade Center buildings on 9-11, this is extremely troubling for those of us in the design professions, architects and engineers, even physicists. Buildings just don't behave like that. There was no hesitation. There was no hesitation when it was to hit story after story. The tops of the buildings were basically uh, disintegrated. The fact that it was all reduced to rubble and powder Uh, just did not make sense at all. Our whole society is being led to believe that these fundamental laws of physics, hard science, don't apply anymore. And that's, uh, I think that should frighten all of us. Also, psychologists, therapists, and counselors, along with theologian David Ray Griffin, who have a deep understanding of the personal issues associated with 9-11, will explain why it is so difficult for us to come to terms with the reality of these events and learn of an intact building. I mean, that's what I call a smoking gun. Yeah, and that was WTC7, right? Uh, yeah, b- like, like Lupe Fiasco says, uh, Building 7, did they really pull it? Pull it, yes, and that's Silverstein saying that on, on PBS, saying uh, we so we, we just made a decision to pull it. Like, what 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 does that mean? Pull well, it. You know, exactly have you means. seen? I think it's BBC. The newscaster is talking about. Um, she's talking about Building Seven collapsing before it even collapsed. You've you've <laughs> yeah, seen that's that, right? right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, like fifteen minutes before it collapses, she was there. 
Yeah, and she was talking about how the how how uh, Building Seven collapsed. I mean, it's there's a lot of it's crazy that we're only. I mean, if we had started this podcast twenty years ago, um, we'd be labeled, you know, terrorists, and they'd come black bag us. But we're finally able to talk about it now. But Building Seven is is just the weirdest uh, thing in my mind. I mean what's the official explanation on how it collapsed it wasn't hit by a plane uh, office fires office fires office fires yeah. started by the buildings next to it that were on fire. yeah exactly when they collapsed that they launched some stuff that had fire on them so then it caught fire and then it collapsed it does that doesn't make it no of course not it's, it's it's a smoking gun wt7 because they're like well yeah here wait let's listen to alan sobrowski okay who was in the, who was in the war college he's jewish by the way um, and he was he's he used to teach at the war college, our United States War College. He said this um I think I don't know when he said this. What we need to stand up and say is not only did they attack the USS Liberty, they did nine eleven. They didn't. I have had long conversations over the past two weeks with contacts at the Army War College at the headquarters Marine Corps. And I've made it absolutely clear in both cases that it is 100% certain that 9-11 was a Mossad operation, period. First, the disbelief. And what I show them immediately afterwards is an interview with a demolitions expert named Danny Jowenko. And it shows the third building at the World Trade Center going down. And they look at that. And I said, now, you understand that if one of the buildings was wired for demolition, all of them were wired for demolition. Right. So he's asking, he's talking about WTC seven there. Yeah. 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 And I, I've actually, I've heard that, that they, they, they found explosives like in the, well, I don't know if they, the, I heard, I, I miss, I'm probably misremembering either. It was built with explosives in the thing or they found. Yeah. Explosives. There's that too. Yes. Yeah. That it was a, when they were first built that there were already explosives were already in there in the sixties, which is crazy. You think about that that's true conspiracy theory i have that's no right. idea if that's yeah, yeah. true or right. not but that's right. something that's one of the theories that's out there and that's it that's the tipping point getting into arguments about who was flying what and where they were and whether there was nanothermite those things are true but they're incidental the thing that's necessary is to tell people three buildings went down the third was not hit by a plane it was wired for controlled demolition Therefore, all of them were wired for controlled demolition. And at that point, the reaction is rage. First disbelief and then rage. 9-11 has led directly to 60,000 Americans dead and wounded. God knows how many hundreds of thousands of people in other countries that we've killed or wounded or made homeless. This is an open wound. And what Americans need to understand is they did it. They did it. And if they do understand that, Israel's going to disappear. Israel will flat-ass disappear from this earth. I sent a film to one of my colleagues, and it basically had Americans grieving over their dead, coming back. And I showed one of them, it was a woman, just wrenched by grief, you know, over, over her dead soldier. And I said, you know, if Americans ever know, ever know that Israel did this, 
they're going to scrub them off the earth, and they're not going to give a rat's ass what the cost is. They are not going to care. The first thing marked is astonishment. They didn't know. They, they truly didn't know. And these are not unintelligent people. They really didn't know. And the next statement is rage. Real rage. The Zionists are playing this as truly an all-or-nothing exercise. Because if they lose this one, if the American people ever realize what happened, they're done. The military has not been bought. The military is loyal, but it has not been bought. And well, I'm going to say this. I think, and this is, is an old clip. I think the American people have found out, and a lot of the population has. And that's the, the new domestic terrorism war you're seeing. You know, yeah. white Christian Americans have found this out. And now they're the, they're the new enemy. And now the tools that they've been given, you know, to fight Al-Qaeda and Islamic terrorism has been turned against uh, patriotic Americans. And, you know, from my point of view, I can see this differently because I was a target back then uh, when, when 9-11 happened to, you know, random searches all the time. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was hell. It really was. And it was it, it gave me anxiety and it was the beginning of a lot of anxiety or mental issues uh because of that you know and everywhere everywhere i went even as an american didn't matter even even if i went to canada you know they treat me like i was a terrorist right because you know i really don't look it so i get a smile oh i think i just lost you again but i can totally you know i mean i know you're not listening to me i know you can't hear me um but I mean, it's shitty. We were so uh, patriotic right after 9-11. You know, the government could do no wrong. That was the whole point. I'm going to wait for you to come back before I talk anymore. I basically just have a bunch of setups and and no no, um, punchline. And I'm just looking at stuff from. Yeah, you're still there. Oh, good. I was practicing my stand-up. It wasn't going very well. I just got crickets. <laughs> you should have those those soundboards with the with with. You know what sucks? I was sharing my experiences, like being after 9/11. Yeah. Like, saying like how I was being treated back then, and how I would I would walk up because um, I don't look. I mean, I can and I can't look Arab, you know. But I would walk up. I'd get a smile from the passport people. Because, uh, you know, I just don't look like a typical... Anyway, but once they see my name, they're like, oh, now, <laughs> we've, caught, now we've caught you, you know, kind of thing. And see, just... I, I lucked out. I've got the light skin and I've got the last name that's not Arab. Um, actually, I, I had a doctor yeah. once. He told yeah. me he thought I was Jewish instead of Palestinian. <laughs> yeah, because the hair. I mean... Because the hair, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I When I used to go to... I, I used to visit Israel, like, for business. And I used to be in the in the meetings, like, you look Israeli, you know? <laughs> like, well, you know, we're cousins, aren't we? Um, but well, still, I mean, it, it just sucks because I, I see this from that lens, all right? And I see these yeah. tools now being used against Americans and patriots and for waking up and they're saying that now they're racist they're it's it's crazy to watch it really is crazy to watch it's like someone being someone's like some child's been caught and is acting like a child too um mm-hmm. you know well i i remember um the the sikhs had a whole lot of trouble after oh, 9/11 yes they did yeah because everyone yeah. thought they were muslim or something right yeah i mean i remember even after there was a 
what's that movie? Inside Man. Have you seen that? No. It's got Denzel in it. Um, and it's got, I can't remember his name. He's a white guy. It, it's about robbing a bank, essentially. And uh, there's a character in it that gets detained because he's a Sikh and they think he's Muslim. Oh, and, man. And, yeah. I mean, it, it, they actually bring it up. It, it's pretty cool. And well, that, just, that even happened with friends back then when I was, I was we'd go into like a uh, like white friends and when right I'd go into like a store or something and the guy the owner would be Indian, and you know my friend our quote unquote friend be like oh this he's from you know I'm gonna I'm not gonna say the country he's from whatever and we'd both look at each other and, and like do an eye roll <laughs> like I'm sorry <laughs> man he has no idea <laughs> you know <laughs> oh man so stupid dude was... a lot of people did that it wasn't just like one or two like a lot. You know, it, but it just shows the innocence of Americans, like white Americans, like, you know, it's well, it just and it shows how brainwashed people that live here are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how long did it take for people to be OK with non-white people after 9-11? Oh, it a took, long time. Well, I'll give you another example. Time. I'll give you an example. So I, I went to university before 9-11, all that. Right. And people were always interested. Oh, that's cool, man. Where are you from? All that stuff. Right. Even like going out. Yeah, that's cool. After 9-11, like, you'd, if I said, like, you know, where, where, where you know, my heritage is from, it'd be, like, about face, and they'd leave. Like, I'm not joking. Like, that's how bad it was after yeah. that. You know, um, it's powerful. The media's powerful. The government's powerful. And I guess the, the one thing it did it, is that it united the country. It, it, it certainly did. Well, and it gave I, us forever wars, right? Yeah, well, honestly, I do think it's kind of t- <laughs> it's only taken 20 years, but it's turning around. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. are pe- people are starting to realize that, you know, not all Arab people are terrorists and all that stuff. Right. And that and and there what's annoying is also cuz watching it from my lens is that there was a much larger not just Jewish community, but Christian community in the Arab lands, you know. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know if we played this last week, or it was something else that I saw. Maybe it was something else that I saw. But what what, what the, the forever wars of not, after nine eleven did is they pushed a lot of Christians out of these lands. Iraq had a huge Christian population. I think there's zero now, after what we did there, you know. Yeah, uh, know. and that that has to go with with many of those countries. Like Syria still has a little one, you know. Jordan, Lebanon, obviously are half, you know. But mm-hmm. a lot of them have left after these wars and, like, you know, trying to mi- fit this myth into reality, uh, which it wasn't, which it, which it's not. Anyway, yeah. whoever did it took, it took it took advantage of it, used our military to to help them out, uh, destroy Iraq, Libya, Syria. Right? There's that famous clip of uh, General Wesley Clark saying that. Also, he went we went to the Pentagon. They told him that. I wish I could just pull it up now. Um, if our listeners don't know about it, uh, look it up. I can, I can, I can cut out some of the spare time. If you want to pull it up, I can cut out the searching part. Uh, yeah. So let's see here. There's Wesley Clark, seven countries. He said, and this was right after nine 11 Wesley. He hates that. He got caught saying that because someone got, found him on the streets and asked him about it. Oh, Wesley geez. Clark, seven countries video. Here we go. So famous clip. It's on Democracy Now! even. Imagine that. Yeah. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and 
and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz, I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the joint staff who had used, used to work for me. And one of the generals called me and he said, sir, you got to come in. You got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, we've made the decision. We're going to war with Iraq. This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, we're going to 20th of September. So you're talking about nine days later, they're going to Iraq. Not which, after, which still yeah. makes no sense. Of course not. Uh, yeah, keep or, playing it. Why? He said, "I don't know." <laughs> he said, "I guess they don't know what else to do." So uh, I said, "Well, did they find some information collect connecting Saddam to Al Qaeda?" He said, "No, no." He says, "There's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq." He said, I guess it's like we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments. And um, he said, I guess if, if the only tool you have is a hammer, every problem has to look like a nail. So I came back to see him a few weeks later. And by that time, we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, he reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper. And he said, I just... He said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense office today. And he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. I said, is it classified? Finishing off Iran. We're not there yet, but you know. It's taken, longer than, it's taken longer than five years, but hell. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the crown jewel for them. Mm -hmm. He said, yes, sir. I said, <laughs> I said, well, don't show it to me. <laughs> and I saw him a year or so ago, and I said, you remember that? He said, sir, I didn't show you that memo. I didn't show it to you. Uh, I'm sorry. What did you say his name was? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give you his name. So go through the countries again. Well, starting with Iraq, then Syria and Lebanon, then libya then somalia and sudan and then back to iran so yeah you know that it's not american um uh, th those are america's problems i think or america's enemies yes it's it's <laughs> just it's colonialism in a more violent fashion yeah i, I don't yes. think we ever got to somalia did we I, oh yeah somalia isn't there a movie about the somalia one uh we definitely did sudan we definitely did libya syria I mean, somalia Somalia is still like pirate capital capital of the world. Oh, well, I think I, I'm I'm talking out of my ass here, <laughs> which is ironic because I have no pants on. Oh wait, no, it's not. Ironic. <laughs> well, I mean, you are on a, on a podcast. You don't need any pants on. I know it's great, and we don't share our we don't share our videos. All right, uh, so what do you so what do you got here? Uh, we don't have to go through this, but I'm we'll put it as a link for our listeners to uh, look at it. Now, the notorious banned Fox 9-11-2001 news footage Israeli Mossad links. Uh, great clip. He, he reveals a lot, actually. And you can't find this on Fox News anymore. Here, let's just quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, it's let's, just yeah. crazy to listen to. That's Fox News, you know. It has been more than 16 years since a civilian working for the Navy was charged with passing secrets to Israel. Jonathan Pollard pled guilty to conspiracy to commit espionage and is serving a life sentence. 
At first, Israeli leaders claimed Pollard was part of a rogue operation, but later took responsibility for his work. Now Fox News has learned some U.S. investigators believe that there are Israelis again very much engaged in spying in and on the U.S. One things they didn't tell us before September 11th. Fox News correspondent Carl Cameron has details in the first of a four-part series. Since September 11th, more than 60 Israelis have been arrested or detained, either under the new Patriot anti-terrorism law or for immigration violations. A handful of active Israeli military were among those detained, according to investigators, who say some of the detainees also failed polygraph questions when asked about alleged surveillance activities against and in the United States. There is no indication that the Israelis were involved in the 9-11 attacks, but investigators suspect that the Israelis may have gathered intelligence about the attacks in advance and not shared it. A highly placed investigator said there are, quote, tie-ins, but when asked for details, he flatly refused to describe them, saying, quote, evidence linking these Israelis to 911 is classified. I cannot tell you about evidence that has been gathered. It's classified information. Fox News has learned that one group of Israelis spotted in North Carolina recently is suspected of keeping an apartment in California to spy on a group of Arabs who the United States is also investigating for links to terrorism. Numerous classified documents obtained by Fox News indicate that even prior to September 11th, as many as 140 other Israelis had been detained or arrested in a secretive and sprawling investigation into suspected espionage by Israelis in the United States. Investigators from numerous government agencies are part of a working group that's been compiling evidence since the mid-90s. These documents detail hundreds of incidents in cities and towns across the country that investigators say, quote, may well be an organized intelligence gathering activity. The first part of the investigation focuses on Israelis who say they are art students from the University of Jerusalem and Bazalel Academy. They repeatedly made contact with U.S. government personnel, the report says, by saying they wanted to sell cheap art or handiwork. Documents say they, quote, targeted and penetrated military bases, the DEA, FBI, and dozens of other government facilities, and even secret offices and unlisted private homes of law enforcement and intelligence personnel. The majority of those questioned, quote, stated they served in military intelligence, electronic surveillance intercept, and or explosive ordnance units. Another part of the investigation has resulted in the detention and arrests of dozens of Israelis at American Mall kiosks, where they've been selling toys called Puzzle Car. <laughs> do you remember those guys? So I do. I have I have two statements. Yes. First one is, duh. Of course, the Israelis are spying on us. Of the course. Second, do you, the second one is, do you think it's kind of ironic that they're posing as art students because Hitler was trying to be an art student? Oh, I never even thought of that. Hilarious. Like they're signaling to each other. That's so yeah. funny. But did you, but do you know those that there was an art, also Israeli art students or that maybe that same thing were on that same floor that got hit? The exact same floor. I did. I did not know that. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, I forget that name now. One of the um, things I see on the conspiracy subreddit, and I see the the sentiment online a lot, is that the elites and the people who are in charge like to screw with us, and so yeah. you know they do all these things that are super obvious because they know we won't figure it out. Yeah, it's got to be exactly. It's got to be super obvious, and they but they do signal to to each other. Now, mm -hmm. you know, 
so say so you know I, I don't think it's one country like these people are saying even these documentaries israel 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 i think it's an ideology okay i think it's zionism yeah like, i think you're right you have to be it has to be factions within the united states because it uses it used technology that was unheard of even today all right it and had to know that there were 20 exercises going on simulating many things including that at the same day that would distract our air force yeah um, let's 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 dig know, into that a little bit yeah so uh, apparently that day there was like 20 different military just happening right on 9-11 yeah and there was a couple that were actually simulating hijackers taking planes and slamming them against the towers so when these things are happening um there are there are uh, simulated even even simulated blips on radar screens so even radar operators and there's transcripts of this they, they would ask like is this real or is, it, is this live or is this a simulation and that was part of their problem on 9-11 and that's why we couldn't scramble anything because you know our jets were busy simulating or in training and couldn't figure out which was real and what was not real and i'm sorry you know Yes, they're influential. They don't have access to that, but they have influence within our government and military who have access to that information, right? So, yeah, we must be clear about who was part of this. You know, it was a multi faction thing, obviously. But I mean, the, the day was so coordinated that it wasn't just it was. some random Arabs in the Middle East that hijacked no. some planes. And ho- hopefully, today we get to talking about the hij- the quote-unquote hijackers because they 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 were terrible pilots they were ter- terrible pilots yeah um <laughs> yeah i think yeah and, and even in that corvette one where he talks about in five minutes he says that they were able to make maneuvers when they couldn't even land these planes but they were able to make maneuvers that 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 experienced pilots said were impossible to make you know yeah uh, but there are other theories out there. There's the directed energy weapons theory. There's uh, nuke theories. Uh, here's Dr. Judy Wood, who is the... Um, remind, the me, remind me to talk about the Pentagon later. Let's Okay, play, yeah. Let's play a um, clip, though. I do want to c- play this from Dr. Judy Wood. People say she's just a disinformation artist, but all she did was examine the evidence. She didn't start with a... Uh, with a theory right she she examined the evidence and from the evidence extrapolated that this must have been some technology we don't know we're not privy to know about uh, especially even now which is weird although we see it people will say they'll link it to other things but here see that you can eliminate that every kind of uh kinetic energy weapon And we know this technology exists. The whole world saw it, even though they were told they saw something else. They saw what happened. And this indeed is a technology that can be used for free energy. It doesn't need to be used for evil purposes. We have the same parallels with UFOs, by the way, right? And the UFO technology and reverse engineering. That that technology could be used for good, not just bad. And yeah. The way way I think this relates, it doesn't really relate to UFOs, but I'm just saying we've recently, 
you know, figured out that our government has lied about UFOs. So, you know, what else aren't they telling us the truth about? And I think 9-11 is a great example yeah. of something else that they're lying about. And my problem, yeah. There there's so little proof that 9-11 happened the way it happened. I mean, I'm gonna go on a little bit of a rant here, but yeah. you know, they found unburned passports, <laughs> you know, down the street from where the planes crashed. That makes mm -hmm. no sense. Yeah. Um right, but they, but they can't find the recorders, right? The black boxes, but right. black, black box yeah. doesn't exist. Um I I mean, I mean so how many of the hijackers were from Saudi Arabia and Thank did you. we ever invade them? No. no, we went to countries that were completely unrelated. Right. Um, the all the Osama bin Laden clips that were him supposedly taking uh credit for the attacks, they don't line up with how he looks and stuff like that. Yeah, and he never took credit either. Like officially, did he not? I thought he took. I thought he took credit, but no, officially he never did. He's like, no, and he would. He probably would have loved to. He took credit for many things. And like a, a video that we played earlier in the show, you know, it, it's so true. I mean, supposedly he was killed. No video footage. We threw him right. off the side of a boat. No right. video footage, and right. of course, we didn't. We didn't bring the body back to verify. No, the, the the people, the army or marines or whoever the hell it was that killed them all died like yeah. a, a month later. So I bizarre. mean, it, it's just all it's just such all obvious bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. For people who are looking and seeing for people who are asleep, which I guess is I'm not going to say it's the majority of the population anymore after COVID. I think COVID op uh, opened their eyes. But before that, I'm, I would say like 85 percent of people were just sleepwalking you know yeah. um, and this even opens your eyes more like her research into like what did this i'm on the side of i don't know if it's a nuke yet from underneath or a dw from up from above okay but something dustified the towers they went poof poof like yeah. that there's no rubble there's no pancake effect those things were so powerful like the foundation itself was just insanely strong with steel with multiple steel columns in the middle like forget just the steel as, as on the outside the steel columns on the inside were so strong right but they they were gone completely dustified so here's yeah. i mean so i i don't know which of which it was either I mean, or. No, nothing nothing adds up <laughs> In no. this, from like 2001 to, to now, nothing, nothing nothing adds up. It's so weird. Oh, also, I forgot to mention weapons of mass destruction. Do <laughs> you remember that phrase? No, yes. Hearing it over <laughs> and over again, and nothing was ever found. And nothing now they're, they're doing it again. They're saying Iran has nuclear weapons. Oh, they've uh, been saying that forever, right? Decades now. Oh, tomorrow <laughs> they're going to have it. Next year they're going to have it. And yeah. they still don't. And, and people just, I don't know, they just they eat it up i don't i don't get it like i blame hollywood and hollywood's got much better now with that but you know from hollywood from the 60s or even before until all the way to into the 2000s brainwash people that arabs and muslims uh or just that those people in in general are terrorists and violent people it's it's not so, even it's not even about race or where they're at. it's just like I don't understand why people watch the news and after all the stuff that they've clearly lied about and been oh, caught lying about, I don't know yeah. why they still believe it. Like, 
Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I've got members in my family who watch Fox News, and I don't understand why. It's not even news. It's entertainment. <laughs> it's like fear porn. Well, it's better than the left stuff. I guess that's why, you know, it, it's well, almost no. there, but it's still in the Overton window. Like, oh, just stay right here. I just, I can't understand why people would ever trust our government or the news because it's the same. That's one and the same thing. It is one of the same. Thing. Or, or you know, believe that the CIA, FBI, I mean, how many dogs, how many more dogs have to get killed by, you know, the FBI or the ATF or whatever? for people to keep trusting them. I mean, I just don't understand. I don't, I mean, it might be something with human psychology and they know that, you know, like uh, I've been reading, on. I've been reading stories. I, I read a story. It happened years ago at this point. I think it was when I was in college, but the ATF broke into some person's house, the wrong house, by the way, oh, threw yeah. a flashbang into a crib and permanently disabled a child why are we why do we trust these people they're they're yeah. idiots they are idiots they, and that happens a lot, and by they, the get way. A, they get away with all their mistakes yeah it's kind of well, I, well this is, it, this is it, what, it depends it depends what mistake though and what what race they're going against <laughs> it, right yeah right you, if it's another white person that's gonna happen yeah it, jesus it, you know what i mean it's just such a mess it's such a mess it, it and really I, is I, I I I I've been all from 9/11 really the the distrust and the not the schism it's like a schizophrenia that's going on or that happened in the country um obviously if you're told something that's not true and told to believe in it uh, it's going to cause some mental issues so this yeah. is a great documentary too about the uh directed energy weapon you got to you got to share your screen by the way oh it's not on here no, I'm just looking at your little avatar and mine and our nicknames and that sweet ticker at the bottom. There, there we go. go. <laughs> Sorry. Thank That's you. So, uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is another documentary about the DEW, but it goes through a lot of stuff. I think you'd love this one because it goes through the, the contractors, basically. Uh, that they were involved in covering this up because that's who our government outsources to. And it's basically saying that it was these contractors that we watch, you and I, on our, on the podcast, basically, these same ones who did this. Not saying that as a country or whatever. It's saying that these corporations did it and covered it up. Um, but then you, you look at who owns those corporations and you're back to the same thing. Yeah. But yeah. It's, this is a great one. I highly recommend watching this one. Um, what the hell was that? You know, there's that dreadful word alchemy, which we mustn't use, but it, it was a form of that in a way. It was creating new metals. You see? Some of us need to wake up. Wake up. Can you skip the music video part? 12% of the original build. And we'll persist. Some would argue this was more of a warning that we chose to ignore. We've all heard of foreknowledge in the Bush administration. But Eisenhower told us exactly who would do it. The military industrial complex. complex. 
Now with the real forensic study of the evidence, we can all find out exactly what happened that day. And we can find some of the people responsible, considering they're still profiting from it 17 years later. I'm traveling to North Texas to make this documentary. I'll be exposing the truth movement for what they really are while interviewing researchers and traveling through Denison, Texas. I think we should skip this. With the father of so little rubble is that all of it simply fell down into the ground and was pulverized, evaporated. No, George. The reason there's so little rubble is it simply went up into the air and was just, inhaled. I think we should just leave this in the show notes. I don't. I don't like this for the show. Oh, okay. I don't. I just don't think it's. It works in podcast format. Oh, got it. Um, we are on video though, by the way. Oh yeah, shoot! I forgot about that. I forgot we're putting this on YouTube. Hi YouTube, um, so good. To yeah, see exactly. You guys. Don't forget they're watching us a lot too. Oh God, they're um, gonna they're gonna see my really bad stand up. I <laughs> everybody. A huge amount of paper and powdered concrete or powdered whatever it was. Powdered building. Powdered building and everything and everything in it that was covering Manhattan. Converting much of the building's material into huge dust clouds of particles requires a large amount of energy. Much more energy than you could get from jet fuel or bombs, let alone a structural collapse. The truth is, an advanced weapon was used to destroy all seven buildings that day. 9-11 was pulled off using black budget technologies. Secret weapons, so to speak. Anything it, that can do what was done is classified technology. It has the ability to direct energy in such a way to disrupt the molecular bonds. If we put our heads in the sand and ignore the fact that that technology exists, you can guarantee it's gonna be used again and again and again. This was a demonstration in front of the entire planet of this technology. And it is a horrendous technology that can destroy the planet. But that technology doesn't have to do what was done. It can do good things. Nikola Tesla wanted to give free energy, free energy, 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 free energy to the world, to the world, to the world, to the world. He was afraid it might be used for evil purposes. This technology did in fact fall into enemy hands and it was used on September 11th, 2001. That means we can use it for good without worrying about that risk because it's already happened. So I won't have enough time in this film to prove this to you, but you can prove it yourself just by studying the facts. Hey, uh, we'll link up her book to Dr. Judy Wood and that documentary. It is a great documentary because he goes through what, you know, what we've seen too about these contractors. And if the contractors are investigating what they did, they're obviously going to cover it up. You know, it's, it's a good documentary. Yeah. Um, this is a small clip about, uh, it's called... Um, 9-11 experiments, uh, just basically science about the collapse. Well, let's give it a listen. 
question on what caused the complete destruction of the towers does not exist. Within more than 10,000 pages filled with technical data of relative importance, in a footnote on page 82 of the NIST report, we read, The focus of the investigation was on the sequence of events from the instant of aircraft impact to the initiation of collapse for each tower. For brevity of this report, the sequence is referred to as the probable collapse sequence, although it does not actually include the structural behavior of the tower after the conditions for collapse initiation were reached and collapse became inevitable. With the simple word inevitable, NIST purports to have explained the total destruction of 80,000 tons of a perfectly healthy steel structure upon itself. The next three experiments are real-world examples intended to see if, indeed, as NIST simply assumed, a collapse would be inevitable. Will the collapse of these structures continue to accelerate? And is collapse really inevitable? Based on these three real-world examples, an accelerated, straight-down collapse of the structures certainly is not inevitable. the area below the damage zone where the planes flew in and where the fire was, that area below that, those 80 or 90 stories, 80,000 tons of structural steel was not damaged in any way. Yet you stood there and watched it destroy itself, wiping out floor by floor all 287 structural columns as if they didn't exist underneath the uh, damage zone. When a well-known debunking website wrote to NIST asking for a clarification on the sequence of the collapses, it received a similar answer. NIST did not describe the specific sequence of events after global collapse initiated. This astonishing statement has been repeated by NIST over and over again under the most surprising of justifications. Once the collapse initiated, the video evidence is rather clear. It, it was not stopped by the floors below, so there was no calculation that we did uh, to demonstrate that, so what is clear from the videos. Oh, <laughs> oh man. So I want to I wanna play devil's advocate here. Yes. So the experiments that they did, it seems like they blew up those buildings from the bottom. And obviously... Uh, the towers, when they fell, were not blown up from the bottom. They were blown up from the top. And the Twin Towers, I mean, do you know what year they were built? They were old. 60s, 67, I think something like that. And they were hit from the top. I mean, the way they collapse is, you know, you know, my belief, the way they collapse is, is weird. But I don't think it's that weird. They get hit oh, from the weird. top. Yeah. Um, the steel beams that held the tower up are, and I, I've watched YouTube videos and demonstrations. Um, while that that heat cannot melt the beams, it weakens them, and so the fact that it falls straight down is not all that weird to me. It's because, never happened ever before. I don't know. Ever, only that day. I don't know. That's, uh, yeah, that's truth. That's fact. It's never happened ever before to a steel structure building. Right. But I mean, how many how many experiments do we have of a, a giant plane flying into a, a building that tall? <laughs> I think TLC did something, too. Um, there, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of like comparisons is what I'm trying to say. Well, then uh, Empire State Building had a Boeing crash into it. I well, 40s and a fire went nothing happened 
there's that uh, fire in Spain too. Same type of building. The fire went out for like I don't know for all night. I just think collapse. I just think if 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 something uh, is collapsing from the top, I don't find it that far fetched that it would have collapsed that way. Explain in the official investigations, like the smooth downward motion of the upper floors and the towers, and all the outward motions, acceleration and the net force are proportional in accordance with Newton's laws. And while the force may be invisible, the acceleration is not. If there's no acceleration, <laughs> we say there's no <laughs> net force, even though there can still be motion. I've seen so much, just real the quick, direction of so many videos of, of uh, Saudis and all that's driving on the Dude, side. That sounds so funny, man. <laughs> acceleration is always in line with the direction of the applied force. We can also determine the sequence of applied forces, that is, which force must have come first to cause the motions observed. And even totally different objects that move in a similar path will also have the same direction of net force. So any objects that have similar accelerations will have the same direction and the same sequence of net force and is independent of scale. Mathematical equations were developed to explain some of the basic motions in nature. Later, computer simulations, which are based on mathematics, were developed. But sometimes, if the equations are not applied right, it can result in wrong conclusions. Or, as Tesla said, Today's scientists have substituted mathematics for experiments, and they wander off through equation after equation and eventually build a structure which has no relation to reality. And very small changes in the input parameters of computer models can have very different results. So any theory or simulation must be compared to experiment, which is central to the scientific method. Richard Feynman taught this. If it disagrees with experiment, it's wrong. And that simple statement is the key to science. It doesn't make a difference how beautiful your guess is. It doesn't make a difference how smart you are who made the guess or what his name is. If it disagrees with experiment, wrong. That's all there is to it. And so, computer simulations must be constantly refined and allowed to run long enough until it matches reality. There are some very good simulations and some really bad simulations because they don't run long enough and of course, they don't match reality. Which led to a single column, one column that had a large unsupported length. And that one column, the critical column buckled. But when asked, how could he be so sure the Building 7 model was accurate? And to use a very complicated computer model for this, how can you be so sure that this is actually accurate? It's a virtual proof, some might say. Well, computer models these days are incredibly robust. We actually design thousand foot, two thousand foot buildings today purely based on computer models. We design airplanes that fly with computer models. We certainly can do better analysis using computer models. Well, we know what computer models can be used for, but that doesn't mean they're accurate. <laughs> we use physical models all the time, and it's from those physical models and observations where the math and simulations are developed, never the other way around. Right. There were two primary theories that were promoted, the pancake collapse and the pile driver collapse. Both rely on gravity to be the driving force for the two motions. 
In other words, the force and motions were down then out. Let's conduct some experiments to verify this. But first, we need to understand some basics about building design. There are two fundamental parameters of structural design. The first, of course, is strength. Obviously, each component must be able to hold the dead load plus the live load plus a significant factor of safety. And the second I think we're, is I think we're good on serviceability. This the structure must the pancake to test this because he goes plank span is 19. i built it first yeah, on the right. floor is that met? i understand our, our listeners can go and, and watch the video so to test the theory worried, to hopefully worried, confirm you had the worried that we, if we play these clips too long it'll get too boring for our audience all right so we're done with 9 11. um already links yeah it's been an all hour, right so an hour now. all right so i've got i've got one thing to say and i've got one question to ask you so I, even after watching all of these, I still believe the Twin Towers collapsed naturally. I do think Building 7 was pulled. I do think all of this was um, created. Naturally, huh? I, I, I do. I, oh, I they do. were justified naturally. Nothing I, I, left. No I rubble. Just, there, was, there, was definitely, there was definitely rubble. I mean, I remember watching all of the videos and not as much as the material that was done that was gone yeah well i think if it was something i think that, that has to do with you internally i think I that. if something that big crashes that fast i think it's gonna vaporize a lot of stuff i do think you know made out of aluminum right those planes I, you know you know steel structure can just we rip can through those. We, we could get into a long boring argument about it for the next hour and that's a half. not boring no i'm just saying that's that's my even after watching all those videos i, I still think that's i still but think you didn't you watched two minutes from each documentary i know and then i got oh, yeah you should go through and watch those documentaries though um but i still think building seven was pulled as Lupe Fiasco says, um, I do. And like Stabrowski says, if one of them was pulled, all of them were pulled. Very true. Okay, now I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> twisted up a little bit. I definitely don't think this was a terrorist attack. I think it was a what do they call it? Um, false flag. A false flag operation for the excuse to go to the Middle East. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I definitely I definitely do believe that. Who made money out of it? You know, it's just it's a military industrial complex. It's a certain country. It's the, same, um, it's the same people that make money off of everything in this country nowadays. Yeah. Large, yeah. large corporations, politicians, and the elite. Yeah. One but my I question. Like, yeah. My question for you was, where were you on 9-11? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. I was in uh, Arlington, Virginia. I actually videotaped. And I, I, I was not usually... Uh, up that early, and I was up even before it started, and which is weird, right? Mm -hmm. And I videotaped uh, President Bush because I, I had a view of the Capitol or of the White House, and I videotaped his his uh, his his helicopter coming down after that, uh, wow. or like at nine or ten or something like that. Um, and I, I remember calling my brothers too, and I was so brainwashed. That, that was my first, uh, the first thing out of my my mouth was Bin Laden. Like, that's how I was so brainwashed. And this is, I watch TV all the time, movies, television series. But that, so 
if it was in my mind that came out like that, wow, it was easy. You yeah. know, I won't forget that. I won't forget that. I'll I'll never forget that day either. Um, Where were I you? Woke, so it was. I, I woke up and I knew I was late for school because it was. I would like looked at my alarm clock. It was seven something. And my mom always yeah. woke me up before that. Yeah. And I went downstairs and she had the TV on and she was just standing. She was stand not sitting and watching TV. My mm-hmm. dad had already left for work, but she was standing and she had her hand over her mouth. And I said, "Mom, I'm going to be late." And she just goes. I think everyone's going to be late today. I think yeah, it's okay. Yeah. And then that whole day, uh, my teacher had the TV. We didn't even do anything. We just watched TV all day. It was um, surreal, honestly. Very surreal. Very surreal. It changed everything, you know? It yeah. really did. It changed oh it. Yeah, it certainly did. Look at the TSA now. Our, yeah, our, DHS, right? Our, the, the TSA, the best the best show in the business they definitely know what they're doing they don't steal or touch anyone weirdly yeah i know they don't and i remember before tsa how cool it was you know yeah you just you just you would just check your bags and get on the airplane 15 minutes before and you can go you can go if you have people visiting uh you can go straight to the gate and pick them up at the gate oh you other no other country had that You'd bring your bottle of vodka, get right on the plane. I mean, it was fantastic. But, you know, Israel was a hellhole, their airport. And you have to be investigated and interrogated and and, and pronged. And so it's like, you know, we're no, it's not fair. America's free. Let's, you know, make it. I don't know, man. It really annoyed me because I have a different lens because I've seen it from before TSA, before 9-11 and after that. And now. And to me, it's just obvious that some something weird is going on just with the freedom of this country and the and trust me it wasn't arab muslims that hated the freedom of this country it was someone else yeah it was the people in charge i think that hated the freedom of this country they always have yeah i remember i remember so you know at the airport you have to take your shoes off yeah (laughs) and that guy that's because there was a guy who put a bomb in his shoe Right, and didn't and couldn't ignite it or something. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I think my dad told me this is is that all of our government only reacts to stuff. They they only react. They don't they don't uh what's Pro, they don't take yeah. precautions beforehand. Right. They just react to things that have already happened. So yeah. there's not ever gonna be another shoe bomber because you have to take your shoes off and, and right. you know, so they're gonna miss the next there was the I remember the underwear bomber a few years ago. I now, bomber too, that's right. And so now they've got these um those x-ray machines you have to stand in. Oh, is that why the underwear bomber thing? But you, you know who made money off that? That's Chertoff, the first uh, head of the DHS. Yeah, shocker. It's, yeah, big shocker, huh? Hey, a rich guy made more money. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, by influencing government. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, 9/11 in general just completely was the path to really the destruction of this of this country i i believe mm-hmm. patriot act was passed after that ndaa after that spending money like in you know insane money was was after that spying i mean just yeah the patriot you know. act patriot act is like one of the most evil things that's ever happened and hey guess what every president after bush keeps letting it go 
Yeah, and we're still in an emergency, by the way. Yeah, and just keep it going. Because that, that's, that's the hack. That is the hack against the Constitution is an emergency. After 9-11, emergency was declared, Patriot Act was passed, and every president since Bush has signed, re-signed the emergency of 9-11. Imagine. Yeah. That's what, and we got COVID. That's the present we got for that because well, that was another emergency. Then, and now they're coming after the Second Amendment, can't own guns. They're coming after yeah. the First Amendment. First You're not allowed to leader. say what you want. Yeah. You know, it's a complete police state. And it all started with 9 11. That's why, I, you know, I think it was a staged event. We, the government, the U.S. government got uh, free reign to spend all this money in the military uh, industrial complex. They got free reign to reduce the rights of citizens. Yep. I mean, it all started here. Yeah. I mean, it started before that, but this is where it really kicked off. Yeah. I mean, the New World Order really started there. Uh, or, or the the attempt for it. Well, COVID too was that too. But people keep fighting back, which is great. And you know, if we if we want if we want to continue with with the UFO stuff for the for the show, yeah, know, let's let's catch let's up from light, last yeah last week. Light, yeah, let's lighten the mood and talk about some UFO stuff. I'd love okay. That. Now Remember last week I, though, I really love bad mood, and I'd love to talk about UFO stuff. Okay, awesome. Yeah, me too. And you know, I was glad that you shared, and and we started the show with uh, Richmond. Now, rich man from from north of Richmond. Yeah, uh, I think that that was that set a great uh, mood for the show. But I also shared like some comedy that came from that, and this is Owen Benjamin, who I think is a complete genius, uh, comedic genius. Um, the only problem was I couldn't tell if he was making fun of it or just like kind of adding on to it. Did I lose you again? Man, we got to work on your internet, bud. So I was at the DMV the other day, and you'll never believe this, but they said, hey, you got to get a new license, bud. And I was like, okay. See? No punchline. That's all just set up. Hello? Oh, he's back. <laughs> I'm, on my, I'm on my mobile network. Man, that sucks about your internet, huh? Yeah, and look when it drops out, you know? Perfect timing. Yeah, well, it'll be easy to cut anyway, because it's just dead silence. <laughs> well, I did. I tried some more stand-up. It didn't really go well. I might keep oh. that in. Depending oh, man, on what... so which means that for YouTube, it's not going up then, because I'm not editing it. Editing videos is such a pain in the ass, and I'll tell you why. Regenerating them takes like two hours, and oh, like boy. so much computing power, so I'm not going to do that. All right. Well, yeah. So, uh, bye bye YouTube. Probably, probably for a good reason. These things happen for a reason. Yeah, the CIA yeah. is on to us. Well, or no, or whatever. You know, it could be for a good reason too that we don't get shut down or canceled off YouTube. So this is not going to be a YouTube episode, unfortunately. A sign from a higher power, or whatever. Yes. Um. So wait, where did we? Were, you, were we listening to Owen Benjamin? Is that why too? Dude, uh, it was so parody? long ago. I watched a TV show, 16 YouTube videos, played video games for an hour and a half, um, and now you're back. So That's I don't cool. I don't That's remember where we were. <laughs> played video games for an hour and a half? It hasn't been that long. Yeah, it's been that long. Don't mess with me, dude. Sure felt that way. <laughs> anyway, let's should we just wrap it up or do we want to play some uh, 
UFO clips? I mean, I really don't know. This there was so much UFO stuff going on too. Um, well, we could we could do it all. Ne- oh, sorry, hold on. No way, because then we'll increase our load again next week. Yeah, let's quickly do stuff. Let's yeah, let's just breeze through some of these. Your browser has blocked your screen. Oh, oh my god, it is always something. That, you know what's funny is I say that at work all the time because there's always something that goes wrong, and so I'll, I'll say it's always something. And now my coworkers have started to say it too. It's always something. <laughs> it's always something. It's true. It is true. Well, I'm, I'm going to skip because last week we want we talked about studies that were done about um, presidential candidates and their royalty genes and the ones with the yeah. most wins. But we'll we'll skip over that because I don't want my internet to cut out. But yeah. here's um, Arrow. So these are some gems found on or Easter eggs found on the site. So they have this. See this image right oh, here? Oh, that is bizarre. What is that? So, so when we're looking you put at screenshots, together, we're looking yeah. at screenshots of the website, and in the corner of each uh, web page, they've got something that adds up to a sphere. That is bizarre. Uh, why would they? I mean, yeah. Why would they do that? Just a fun yeah. little Easter egg for people like us, right? And why? I mean, it looks like it looks like something from um, Oblivion. Have you watched that? Oh, of course. A great movie. Tom Cruise. Yeah, amazing movie. Tom Cruise, exactly. So it's really weird. Alien technology Freeman. and metallic. Well, and Morgan Freeman, of course. So there was that from the website. Um, there was something you shared with me about 4K video from the moon. Look yeah, I just thought that was, I just thought it was like cool to look at, but yeah, we've got we now have 4K footage of the moon. It's interesting, it's really cool. I mean, there's nothing. Really cool. There's nothing like weird or strange about it. It's just cool footage that I thought. But it's 4K f- footage, right? People is this like, a, who's this? The Chinese? Or... I, believe, I believe it is the Chinese. Yes. Is this the one that has the Earth actually rising? Yes, it does. There it is. Yeah. Okay. Very, so very, very cool footage. If you guys want to see what the moon looks like in high definition, check this video out. And it's got the right. Earth rising over the the ridge. It's it's cool footage. Uh, think tank shared this, but this is this was this has been making the rounds. This is um Canada, it is a oh, classified, yeah, and a classified memo to Trudeau about the UFO that we shot down over Yukon. Oh, that's right. So, this has been leaked. NORAD had been tracking UAP number 23, of course, over Yukon entering Canadian airspace. Uh, blocked NORAD numbers, objects on a sequential basis, track, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, this is one that we shot down. We've shared this before over Canada, over um, over Alaska. That There's that one YouTuber, right, that shares video of where it was shot down, mm-hmm. and we apparently didn't go get it. Well, supposedly we didn't go get it. Supposedly, we didn't go get it. First time in 30 years, the Canadian government is set to carry out a study on UFOs. Dude. It's called the Sky Canada Project, and it will seek to better understand unidentified flying objects. Joining us now is Paul Delaney, Professor Emeritus of Physics and Astronomy at York University, here to discuss ah, this in his new living room. study. So, Paul, the first I wasn't going to say anything. I, I said last week I wasn't going to say that anymore. Right, I'll bring it up now. Study to take place in. <laughs> 30 years just how big is this well anytime that you start trying to are his eyes closed yeah it looks like it huh 
I got incredible I've information got, to better. I've got two yeah. things to say. The yeah. uh, weather ticker on the far right side, it's it was like negative eleven, negative twenty-two, negative four. <laughs> And then, and it's all now it, like, and then it, go, it keeps going on. It's like two degrees, four degrees. Oh, degrees. poor Canada. And also, I just want to say, okie dokie there, boy. Okie dokie there, Canadians. Gonna... Okie dokie there, buddy. All right. We don't have, we have a lot to get through. So I'm just going to skip through this quickly. Yeah. Let's just, let's just zoom through this. All right. So, uh, so this, this is Sunday World. Anyway, tinfoil facts are going. UFO technology to be revealed in controlled disclosure campaign. This is because it's in the NDAA uh, 2023 bill. It's called controlled disclosure campaign plan. With respect to unidentified anomalous phenomenon, this is law, folks. Records, particular information in unidentified anomalous phenomenon. Records, recovered technologies of unknown origin and biological evidence for non-human intelligence, the public disclosure of which is postponed pursuant to section okay, 06 or for which only substitutions or summaries have been disclosed to the public. The review board shall create and transmit to the president and to the archivist a controlled disclosure campaign with classified appendix containing blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're just going to... Anything that they don't want to release, they'll classify as national security. All right, what's this? Well, this works, too. This is Richard Dolan. He's 100% right here. Let's listen to him. You can see this happen. Corporations, Lockheed, Boeing, what all Raytheon. They're going to say, yeah, we looked. We didn't find anything. <laughs> and that's going to be the end of it. Right. Do you think people are going to be able to go into skunk works or whatever other secret department that may be within Lockheed Martin and say, Oh, here's, here's your UFO program. Nope. That a Grush and Elizondo and others have been hinting about and talking about. So they're going to find it. And so you could easily see a narrative taking place where the major, the establishment narrative will be, well, yeah, we looked for, it. it's not there. Okay. Nothing to see here. It's done. And, uh, and the same with the whole records release. How, what will get released through FOIA? Will, will something major be released? Well, there may be some UFO sightings that get released. I could see that. You know, we had uh, in the early years of FOIA, freedom of information in this country, in the late 70s, there are some really fascinating military documents that were released. And they had a little bit of an impact at the time, and then they just basically got forgotten. I could easily see this happening. In other words, that toothpaste that got squeezed out of the tube over the last few years, some of it may just dry up on the table and be ignored, and some of it may get squeezed right back into that tube. And the cap gets screwed back on, and we could easily be in a place not far off from where we were before this all started. The ball may have moved a little bit farther down the field, maybe 20, 30 yards, and boom, you had a wall of defense that's just not letting it move any further. That that's possible. So, like, in other words, this is a factional war, to answer your question. And this is not necessarily, we're not at the point yet where the true ruling elite says, all right, let's roll this out in a controlled way, following the old time-worn CYA rule <laughs> so that we don't get into trouble. That could happen. A limited 
controlled disclosure, that's still on the table. But I don't think we're there yet. I think we're still looking at a real possibility of that lid getting slammed right back down and screwed tight. That's still a possible outcome for the next 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, 100 years. That could still happen. 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, 100 years. Thanks, Richard. But, you know, he's He's right. right. He knows it. He's a, yeah. Slap back down again. Um, I mean, it's it's just like it's just like 2017 when they the first evidence that there were the government was like acknowledging UFOs. I mean, we didn't hear anything for five more years after that. Uh, no, we didn't. And, and so, so we're trying to go through quickly here. Lazar apparently has a new project or there's a new uh, documentary about him. It's called uh, Gravitour. Gravitour. An in-depth and visually stunning account of the time Bob Lazar worked on reverse engineering alien technology at S-Forum. The film is set to release in December 23. I hope this is much better than uh, Corbell's (laughs) attempt at this. You want to go to this one? I bet you... I'd be be down to go check it out. Yeah, all right. Why not? All right, cool. Um, let's see. Just because we're getting through quickly, there's that 50s one, that crash. Oh, the U- uh, uh, the National Archives released more stuff about Roswell, but saying that it's, uh, again, that it's stupid balloons and shit. So people started releasing stuff again about um, mm-hmm. what it really was, how it looked, how the aliens looked. Um, they look like they look like uh um, yeah never mind yeah you commented about this yeah yeah um and then this allegedly is an actual photo from roswell yeah i don't know if i trust gi joe's there um then this well there's a lot of affidavits that came out also this is from the national archives click to interact can i actually look at it Oh, damn it. Oh, there we go. There we go. This is National Archives. Uh, my name is Thomas Jefferson DeBose. He was a, it's his address. I retired from the U.S. Air Force in 1959 with the rank of Brigadier General. In July 1947, I was stationed at Fort Worth Army Airfield, later Carswell Air Force Base in Fort Worth, Texas. I served as Chief of Staff to Major General Roger Ramey, Commander, Air, uh, 8th Air Force. I had the rank of Colonel. In early July, I received a phone call uh, from Major General Clements McCullen, uh, Deputy Commander, Strategic Air Command. He asked what we knew about the object, which had been recovered outside Roswell, New Mexico, as reported by the press. I called uh, William Blanchard, commander of the Roswell Air uh, Army Airfield, and directed to him to send the material in a sealed container to me at Fort Worth. I so informed, uh, informed General McCullen. After the plane from Roswell arrived with the material, I asked the base commander, uh, Colonel Al Clark, to take possession of the material and to personally transport it in a B-26 to D.C. I notified McMullen, and he told me he would send the material by personal carrier on its plane to Benjamin. Yeah. So if this was just a balloon... Would they do yeah, that? that'd be that'd be ridiculous. I mean, they obviously this <laughs> shows you know, obviously it it wasn't it wasn't a balloon. 
It was not a blue. People, people took this very, very seriously. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is on archive.org. It is the um, it's a it's a top secret. That's right, U.S. Air Force intelligence report. Report. Yeah, about um, it, it was it was actually ordered to be destroyed. This is the one that was ordered to be destroyed, but it's on archive.org. Uh, it's from 1948. Project Sign, which concluded that these things are alien, which the Air Force did not like, and told them to like redo the study or something. Yeah, um, make it seem like they're not aliens. No. Yeah. Exactly. So that came out. Oh, this. Did you see this? Um, this is on LifeScienceTwo.com. I don't think I don't think I saw this. It is a biological or is it? It is biological in origin. First analysis of weird golden orb from ocean floor leaves scientists stumped. Two days ago, the golden dome-shaped object was discovered in the Gulf of Alaska during an uh, NOAA expedition. And after bringing it to the surface, scientists still have no idea what it is. That doesn't look like an orb to me. (laughs) Maybe it was an orb. I I think it probably was an orb. It looked like it got smashed. Uh, quote unquote orb. There we go. <laughs> a mysterious golden orb, quote unquote orb, found at the bottom of the ocean during a research expedition is quote unquote biological in origin, but scientists have no idea what it is. I mean, we've got a lot of mysteries at the, in, in our ocean. I mean, what have they said? Like five percent of our oceans are are unexplored. On a, well, no, yeah. five five percent have been explored. Been explored. Sorry. Yeah. None yeah, of I our. Mean, so much yeah. of our ocean has not been explored. Yeah, we know more about uh, space, space than we know about. Yeah. All right, now this is important. We can stop here if you want. There's other stuff, but I think this is a very important for our listeners and viewers to uh, to hear. There there has been a general, Air Force general, that, that supported Grush and his claims. And let's take a listen. July 28, 2023, I received a proton mail quote. Linda. There has been a large posting on the ATS above top secret website backing up David Grush's statements and claims. Then it was put on Reddit in the early morning of July 28, 2023, before it was taken down only three hours later. I got these screenshots before it was gone, close quote. Here's Reddit at 1.21 a.m. on July 28, 2023, where the red arrow is, quote. This is a comment on a YouTube video that was recently uploaded by a body language analyst looking for anomalies in David Grush's recent interview. The comment has since been deleted, but I did the service of collecting screenshots because I knew it wouldn't stay up. Many online sleuths believe the comment to have been made by Major General John A. Allen Jr., a U.S. Air Force Major General who serves as commander of the Air Force Installation and Mission Support Center in San Antonio, Texas. The Mission Support Center's job is, quote, to ensure the Air Force and Space Force have the capable power projection platforms they need to execute their missions, close quote. I am sharing this content with you tonight without knowing for certain it's General Allen who did the Reddit posting. But here is the first of a series of 16 paragraphs on eight black and white screenshots that were briefly posted in the Reddit comments by a J. Allen after midnight on July 28, 2023, and taken down only three hours later. The Reddit comments begin, quote, As a current aero engineer for the U.S. Air Force, 26 years and still going, I can help you decode at least some of this. 
First, I know that Grush has only limited ability to talk about this subject. He did get clearance to speak to a certain extent, but he must withhold quite a bit in order to avoid very serious law violations. So expect him to be holding back some things he could say, and this also necessitates rephrasing on the fly language that he would normally use. Second, this retrieval program is real and is the most highly classified program in the United States. The program is called Zodiac, and this may or may not come out in the public hearing soon. Take this in when viewing this man's speech, meaning Grush. He is trying to talk to us about the most highly classified project in the world. People have historically died, lost careers, lost family due to this secret. So to say this is stressful to talk about would be an understatement. Third, when Grush shook his head, talking about the spacecraft and alien, it's because we don't really think this is what they are. But this term is in common use publicly and is as close as we can describe the phenomena to the general public and be understood. These are much more than spacecraft. They are transmedium interdimensional craft, to the best of our knowledge. And on the alien aspect, this is just the easiest term that we have because we don't really know for sure, but this term is pretty close. At present, we consider most of these beings to be advanced biological AI or manufactured beings. Lastly, I can tell you from my own experience while on duty, these are real. I can tell you this because I was present on two occasions where these craft were above our base watching us. I wasn't read into this program. I can only tell you I was there on two occasions, kind of happenstance and they are as real as the nose on your face. Comments. Due to these persistent questions in response to my post, how am I able to talk about these things openly, including the project name and so forth? Also, why don't I come forward as well and prove it type of questions? Question on transmedium and multidimensional and so forth. Transmedium and interdimensional craft. This question keeps repeating, so let me explain transmedium craft and interdimensional very, very basically and briefly. Transmedium means that they can operate in space, Earth gravity, Earth atmosphere, and underwater without any problem. Space, which is a vacuum and exposed to very hot and very cold temperatures, depending on where the sun is, as well as very high levels of radiation and also subject to collision with high-speed meteoroids and space debris when in Earth orbit. That covers space. The non-humans also can operate in the atmosphere without interacting with it. We determine this because the speed these objects are moving relatively is generously thousands of miles per hour, yet we see no friction coefficient that we would expect from the air compression. Quick example, hold your hand out the window of the car at highway speed. You will experience friction pushing your hand around. Now, imagine your car going thousands of miles an hour instead of 70 miles an hour. That would normally create so much friction that a fireball would form at your fingertips. This doesn't happen. So the craft are observed inside our atmosphere but they don't interact with it. These craft clearly have their own gravity field because they can instantly accelerate, stop, make a 90 degree turn without any inertial effect. If gravity inertia were to be having an effect, the craft itself would tear apart and the occupants would be dead far earlier than that. We have seen these craft go straight down from the upper atmosphere right into the ocean with no problem. So they seem to be phased out of our physical dimension in some way because they don't immediately crash or explode doing this. Comments. Furthermore, they then proceed to move at unbelievably high speed under the water, which is far more dense than atmosphere. Lastly, there are no discernible flight control surfaces on these craft, which are typically, but not in all cases, either a disc shape, a cube shape, or a sphere shape. Finally, touching on the interdimensional aspect, these craft very often just appear out of nowhere. We are not tracking them coming in from outer space and coming down to Earth. They tend to just appear. And the descriptions of what this looks like is so far out there, I will refrain from describing it here and now. 
There is nothing normal about these craft operationally with the science we currently understand. Perhaps the super-secret group working this problem has new and improved physics models based on observation or intelligence, but we are not privy to this in general. This science team has revealed some of the science relative to these observations, but many questions remain. For the science team reference, go to Dr. Hal Putoff and Dr. Eric Davis comments on these, and you will need to try many different sources to get to these data. Google and Yahoo search actively filter out these guys' names in a search as part of the cover-up. I am completely serious. Use other means if you want to actually find this data. Comments. Project code name. Let me just relay how the project secrecy works. If that information is revealed by intention or accident, the program immediately is canceled. Changes, names, and often leadership so that it cannot be tracked or possibly more importantly, cannot be audited. Information that comes out into the public sphere can be referenced without reprisal because I or we are not the ones breaking the secrecy on it. Therefore, what I have done here is compile some information to help corroborate Grush's testimony. I am in a place where I just have more situational awareness of these data than most people, so I am being of service to Grush, my U.S. Air Force brother, and you, the public, trying to digest and absorb the information. My personal intent with this message, I have only two goals here neither of which benefit me in any way. First is to support Grush, as he needs all the support he can get. Second, to provide some extra information to the public so that you can process this, because what comes next is going to cause some psychological distress to a vast majority of the public. The really big questions have yet to be asked, considered, answered, and then absorbed. Comments. Best to get prepared mentally now, because soon this new reality is going to be forced on you, which will cause psychological distress for many. Just start digesting these simple things now, and it gets much more complex. I have come forward right here. I am also lending support in other forums for Grush, but that is as far as I can go. I will not risk revealing anything classified. I have kept my own story secret for decades, and that will not change, period. Also, Grush has a level of safety due to his official position on the Congressional Task Force. His reporting this up the chain to the Inspector General and Congressional Oversight. I have no such protection and will support as much as I can on the sidelines to protect my family, myself, and my clearance. And believe me, this is a very real threat. Any of you are welcome to trade places with me and risk yourself and your own family. All right. I think that's enough. Um, but I think that was important to share. Yeah, you know, definitely. It, it came out only a couple of days ago, uh, although it said it was in July, right? When, when the post, when the posts mm -hmm. were done. Uh, but these things take time to come out, right? They always do. Yeah. Um, there are other stuff of like UFO videos, but that if that if we had a normal show or a usual show, we would have shared those. But I think we're passing two hours now, right? Yeah, but I mean, about fifteen minutes of that is going to get cut out because uh, you oh, okay. are able to connect. But I I do think we should kind of wrap it up. Okay. So yeah. So um, yes, let's wrap it up. Uh, I think this was fun. It's, except for these stupid internet problems that I'm having. Um, yeah, man, you're the, you're the internet guy. I'm surprised you're having all these issues. Yeah, and it happens at certain times. I mean, it didn't happen at this time. I mean, we can we can map out when it happens, you know. Um, <laughs> try, try and schedule around that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, but I, think, I mean, in, in, in general... Um, I think this country and maybe the globe has really awoken or awakened to the the UFO reality. 
And that's why that clip is so important because he's like, just be be ready. You are going to be shocked. I mean, you and I, I you and I, though, and, you know, many uh, of people like us who have been thinking about this subject are already primed for it. So we won't be shocked. We will be shocked. Like, yes, wow. But we've been asking the questions for a long time, right? A very long time. Even just on the show, you and I have been asking, like, mm-hmm. what are they? What is it? Is it religious? Is it spiritual? Is it future? Is it, you know, all that stuff, which is going to surprise a lot of people. And this is officially um, disclosed. I mean, it's, it's not hurt, but I guess, what is it called? Ontological shock? Well, I don't know. It'll be It'll be liberating for people like you and me, I think, so we can finally yeah. just be like, Okay, yes, see, everything we believed in was true. Um, I mean, hopefully that's the case. Hopefully it's not this quote-unquote disclosure is, oh, this truly is all U.S. and Chinese technology, and we've just been fucking (laughs) with you guys for a long time. (laughs) That might be it. But Uh, Hal Putoff was was caught saying it's a zoo because technology has gotten so advanced that, yes, it's going to be a lot of humans. It's going to be a lot of countries. And it's going to be a lot of aliens. And maybe other civilizations on this planet. That's the problem with it being secret for 80 years or more. Yeah. I mean, right. they they really screwed up that way. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just think if they had been doing this the right way, if, you know, disclosures really coming out, it shouldn't just be an all-at-once thing. It should have been... Uh, slowly, um, you know, revealed over the course of the last couple decades. But of course, I couldn't do that because I got to hold on to their secrets. Yeah. Well, it, well, it kind of has been right in movies and like TV shows. I guess but... is that the best way to like announce something that no, people I don't aren't think aware so. of. I was just gonna say like um, the problem also with people that w- that wake up to nine eleven, they become flat earthers, but then they also believe space is fake. So then yeah. they believe that all this alien stuff is fake too. And then, you know, you try to tell them like, listen, no, they've been saying since whenever that, that aliens are fake. So no, that's not the sign. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Nine eleven is really, and now that we're closing this out, this episode's out. Nine eleven has, has, has reinvigorated flat earth theory, mm-hmm. right? Because people's, stop believing in their institutions so they're like they're lying about science and lying about whatever so earth must be flat and then it, that goes into also uh the whole ufo the real ufo disclosure they're saying no that's a psyop and it's not really happening yeah i mean this episode started with all the 9-11 stuff and i think it ruined a lot of i mean just like covid did i think 9-11 ruined a lot of people's the way they view the world yeah yeah. You know, because a lot of people saw how how I don't want to say fake, but just how um weird it was. And then they were, they were completely disregarded and called cook k- kooks kooks. Yeah, for just questioning it. For just question just asking questions, not being like, oh, it didn't happen, but just asking like, okay, why did so why did Build Seven fall? You right. know, and when they're not given sufficient answers and completely disregarded yeah a lot of people you know went down a weird path it happens 
It's the same. It's the exact same thing with COVID. You ask yeah. a simple question and you get called a, a, a some sort of bigot, and you know, and then you're 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 going down a weird path. It happens. It does. It does happen. And and and, and government secrecy is to blame. That's, yes. It, it really all of those come back to that. Yeah, just I mean, transparent. I was just about to say, Obama. One of his key things was government transparency. <laughs> transparency. When that, yeah, you know, when that doesn't happen, um, people get disenfranchised. Same thing with Trump, right? He's like, exactly, I'm drain the swamp, right? And then doesn't follow up on that. No. Disenfranchised. Yeah, he spent he spent the double, I think, amount of money Obama spent, and like, we're gonna lock up Hillary. Doesn't happen. Disenfranchised. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. And that's why now, you know, you know, we're seeing. We were talking about this last week as Arrow launched the the what the new website because they want to want to show transparency. Right. That was the theme of last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's all we that's all we ask for as citizens of this country, right? Is just more yeah. transparency. I, I, stop the lying. Stop the gaslighting. Stop treating us like children. Yeah, I think, you know, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately. I just think people want to trust their government. And when when you start realizing that you can't, everything kind of goes to shit. That's why Jan 6 happened. Yeah, and it's not like, uh, yeah, I don't want to even get into that. but We don't have to get into that. Yeah. Um. There was that documentary I shared with you. Wait, was that? Oh, there's that comedy one that you always share with me. That I'm sure we've shared before. But do you want to end it with this one? I can't see what you're. Oh, are you sure? What? Yeah. Oh, I know why. I'm not proud of what I did. Joel and I had one of our big blow-up arguments yesterday. Screaming in each other's faces. Spit flying through the air sure as heck wasn't pretty we both said some things we weren't proud of that i will admit but looking back on it i think the moment i'm least proud of is when i grabbed them by the shirt lifted them up off the ground and threw them right off a cliff <laughs> i mean sure we've argued before at the store in the car at another store in the woods but none of those arguments ended with his body hurtling through the air hundreds of feet to the ground i wonder if my neighbors know that 13 hours ago i sent my friend ragdolling through the air to his demise i've had these plans to play basketball with dylan for weeks but my head's just not in the game instead it's thinking of joel Soaring through the air like a beautiful falcon or blue jay, only to be splattered like a pancake. Now that I think of it, we did have one argument near a cliff. But thankfully we settled that before I hucked them right off the darn thing. I see Dylan talking, but I, I just can't hear him at all. All I hear are Joel's screams as he sailed through the air. Sailing, sailing, sailing forevermore. (laughs) 
You think Joel touched God before his body was eviscerated? I'm sorry, Dylan. I'm not going to be proud of this. The stupid image of them flying through the air and going, ah! oh my always God. makes me laugh. I love that video. Uh, that's well, sure. that's yeah. uh, that's Joel Joel Haver Haver, H A V E R on uh, YouTube. Check it out. So oh, funny. are you gonna play a song? No, I think you're probably gonna end the show with this one, right? Oh, cause I don't, I don't, I don't know three. if we're, I don't know if we're allowed to. By the way. Uh, we are going to have a new ending song here pretty soon, but let's let, yeah, let, let's close it out with this. So this has been the uncovering anomalies podcast. That is, I want to believe Adam I'm tip top goatee Topher. And <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening to our nine um, 11 deep dive. Plus some quick UFO stuff at the end. And yes. we appreciate you. We, pre we appreciate you. Wow. All so much for listening. Yeah, we do, uh, and 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 watching too. Right now that we're on uh, on YouTube. Yeah, as uh, we as we stated earlier, this episode won't be on YouTube because there's a lot of uh, bummer stuff that happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. And it's going to take a lot of editing, which is not going to work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but you guys can watch us on or listen to us on all major podcasting platforms yeah i think the big ones are spotify and apple um yeah what, what's that what was that one that shut down i think it's down. Uh, stitcher stitcher's down now right it's done stitcher's down now is bought by sirius xm or the uh, is that pandora or something that they own i have no idea i don't really care <laughs> but yeah so um so yeah stitcher's gone now because we are in september so i'm sure those listeners have gone somewhere else but yeah, you can listen to us on any any platforms. Um, follow us on Twitter. We've had Ivan Peck lately, or X, yes, X.com. Uh, we've been sharing some some older UFO videos. There was one from Sweden, um, which a lot of the UFO community said was debunked, but then looking into it, it wasn't really debunked. Um, it was, but then whoever did it didn't come forward, and that's always an issue when someone doesn't come forward. You know, um, and we've and got a serious problem online of people just going like, ah, debunked and then pro providing no proof that it was actually truly, in fact, debunked. Right. Oh, fake. That's been faked. You know, stuff yeah. like that. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. But but, but definitely follow us on you on, on Twitter. We're always active on there. Follow uh, Topher at Topher at all. Uh, you can follow me at Breakaway Civil on Twitter. Oh, you're sharing uh, that? Uh, yeah, actually, I put it on our on our profile. Oh, okay, cool. That I'm that I'm co-host, so that's on there. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're at UAP the podcast, the podcast uh, official uh, 
X or Twitter is, is on that. And um, as always, everything that we've talked about here today can be found in the show notes. Yes, show notes of the podcast platform as well, because YouTube won't let us yet. We said that at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, also see us on YouTube at Uncovering Anomalies Podcast. They give us that handle automatically, which is which I've never seen happen before. So it was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, well, so we're we're at two minutes, I mean, two hours, twenty minutes. Probably twenty minutes of that is silence. Absolute, absolute silence, or me me practicing my stand up, which. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not good off the off the cuff, so it's not very good. I might leave some of it in. It it it, well, it a good learning experience for me. Anyway, thank you all so much so much for listening, and we will see you all next week. See you next week. Terror is a bunch of bullshit Just a poor excuse for you to use up all your bullets How much money does it take to really make a full clip? 9-11 building 7, did they really pull it? Uh, and a bunch of other cover-ups Your child's future was the first to go with budget cuts If you think that hurts, then wait, here comes the uppercut The school was garbage in the first place That's on the up and up Keep you at the bottom, but tease you with the upper crust You get it, then they move it So you never keeping up enough If you turn on TV, all you see is a bunch of what the fuck Dude is dating so-and-so Blabbering about such-and-such And that ain't Jersey Shore Homie, that's the news And these the same people Supposedly telling us the truth Limbo is a racist Glenn Beck is a racist Gaza Strip was getting bombed Obama didn't say shit That's why I ain't vote for Next one either I'm a part of the problem My problem is I'm peaceful And I believe in the people Yeah! Murdering is not Islam and you are not observant And you are not a Muslim Israel don't take my side cause look how far you pushed them Walk with me into the ghetto, this where all the kush went Complain about the liquor store, but what you drinking liquor for? Complain about the gloom, but when you pick a broom up Just listen in the pot, ain't gon' make it stop A rebel in your doubts, ain't gon' make it out If you don't become an actor, you'll never be a factor Pills with million side effects, take them when the pain's felt Wash them down with diet soda, killing off your brain cells Crooked banks around the world would gladly give a loan today So if you ever miss a payment, they can take your home away
and all the violence Fear is such a weak emotion, that's why I despise it We scared of almost everything, afraid to even tell the truth So scared of what you think of me, I'm scared of even telling you Sometimes I'm like the only person I feel safe to tell it to I'm locked inside a cell in me, I know that there's a gel in you Consider this shit belling out, so take a breath and hell a few My screams is finally getting free, my thoughts it's is finally getting down